Millionaire Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Grace Costa, a commercial photographer of over two decades, a photo-based artist and a photography mentor. This podcast opens up a secret diary about the world of the photography industry. We'll bring you inspiring interviews with industry professionals, as well as stories and tips to help you propel through your photography journey, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's open the latest diary. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Photo Diaries podcast and Happy New Year. This is the first episode for 2023. So I'm hoping that you continue to follow the journey of this podcast. I still enjoy creating it for you. And so many of you have already given me a lot of feedback and some ideas for upcoming episodes. So I'm really grateful for your participation. I hope you had a restful break over the Christmas holidays. I certainly did. I've barely sat at my computer. I haven't touched my professional camera. I've used my um, new Nikon ZFC quite a lot doing family photos over the holidays. So that's been really fun. And um, I'm ready for this year to expand this podcast, bring on heaps of awesome new guests and bring you lots of inspiring content that will help you grow and level up as the photographer you want to be. So let's dive into today's episode. What I have for you today is a topic that I think a lot of you will resonate with, how to find ideas for your creative photography. Now, this came about because I sold a vintage Mamiya camera to a young lady who came to my door the other day to pick it up. So I started a conversation about the types of photography she's getting into and what she's exploring. She's starting out medium format because she's really interested in film photography. But she said to me, I struggle to find ideas of what to photograph. I remember that exact thought when I was first starting photography when I was younger. And that inspired me to address that issue today with you all. So let's dive into what I have to share around finding ideas for your projects. Number one, don't expect, don't expect ideas to just come to you. It doesn't work that way all the time. Admittedly, it does for me now because I'm more practiced in sourcing ideas and in my creative flow, it becomes more natural for me for the ideas to just come because I've learned to see more, you know, curate more of what I'm seeing, what I'm absorbing from the world, but don't expect them to just come to you. What you have to do instead is seek out the ideas and steal them. So let me explain. Number one way you can seek out ideas for your creative projects is visit galleries and exhibitions. Now, I know that galleries might not be the vibe for everybody. They can be quite intimidating, especially the really big ones and the really quiet ones when nobody's talking. (laughs) But why don't you try going to smaller galleries in your town and looking at photography shows, but not only photography shows to see what's going on in your industry, and what contemporary photography is out there, I go to so many different exhibitions, art in general. 
So just yesterday in Canberra, the National Gallery of Australia, I visited with my friend the Cressida Campbell exhibition at the National Gallery of Australia, and she's a printmaker, a woodblock printmaker and painter. I didn't expect to enjoy the show that's why I didn't initially buy a ticket when it first was released, but two people had mentioned to me what a great show it was. So I went out there and I loved it so much. It was really inspiring to see her work on a huge scale. She had these massive print um, woodblock prints and the originals and the prints framed in the gallery. But what I liked about it is she had uh, segmented her her work um, as a collective. So what I mean by that, her her work was displayed in stories, storylines. So the first gallery room was all her botanical work. The second one was all her interiors, then a room of her landscapes, and then a room of her urban environments. What I found inspiring about her work was the scale of her work also her commitment to her work. So I don't know how long she'd been a printmaker for, but I just saw the commitment because not only making these huge artworks, many, many, many of them over time, but her process was quite lengthy. Each uh, woodblock print would take hours and then the final process office would take an additional hours, like two hours just to make the print part of it. So I loved seeing and hearing about her process and that was inspiring to me. If I was going to steal anything from the show, I loved the idea of how she captured everyday scenes in her home and in the homes of people around her. That's something I would steal. I would try maybe photographing my everyday life inside my home, you know, the kitchen stovetop. She had a wood carving of the ironing board with the iron on it next to a chair. Something as simple as mundane and mundane as that was inspiring to me because that's not the type of work I'm usually attracted to. So it sparked an interest in me to try something different. So number two, a way to seek out ideas and steal them is through books, photography, coffee table books, magazines, anything print related. So for me, I love magazines and you'll see that if you look at my website, it is so influenced by editorial magazines. Um, I've always stolen tear sheets from magazines. So if I love a fashion shoot inside the mag or some portraits that were taken or some, you know, scenery shots, I'll just tear it out of the magazine and keep them in my tear sheet file. Uh, This is important to me because it's a reference for me to see the types of things I'm collecting on a regular basis and reference back to them if I choose to later on when I've come up with an idea that has been sparked through what I've collected. I'm inspired by magazines through the graphic design of them, the layout, the text, the font. So much within a magazine inspires me and I try and steal that and implement it in my branding actually. But if you are looking through books, you will see a lot of photographers featured in 
photographic essays or you'll see different series in there. You'll see so many different things and you don't have to look at current modern day published books. Look for something through your um, local library or your photography, your local photography space. I know that there's the uh, Centre for Contemporary Photography in Melbourne, which I'm going to visit next week. Uh, there's Photo Access in Canberra. They have a small library as well. Some books I'm about to donate, <laughs> as a matter of fact, this weekend. Uh, so look for libraries and look for photo books and look at photographer series books and look at collectible books, all that sort of thing that will help you get some ideas as well. Number three, how about looking at photography blogs? Now, I don't follow so many, but a few of them that I absolutely love reading. You don't even have to read the text, to be honest. You can just flick through the images. Um, Magnum, you may have heard of Magnum, a massive institution, a global photography institution. Have a look or sign up to their blog. How about Photo Collective? That's Australian. I've recently actually looked at their um their latest blog and there was a photograph of a of a boy like this kind of skater dude rough looking dude with his cap on backwards and he's sitting on a horse in the street and that inspired me to do something like that so you know I might steal that idea one day but in the meantime it's just in my memory bank how about uh, Australian women in photography AUSWIP is their acronym they have um, a website that has some resources and, and collections of images you might find inspiring as well. What about uh, the British Journal of Photography? You will love their blog posts. You'll find heaps of ideas. And what I love about looking at international blogs is it really opens your mind to seeing what ideas other photographers around the world are executing what work they're creating that is social and, you know, has um, a narrative attached to it. What are they talking about over there through their images? There are a lot of war photos right now. Are there a lot of environmental pictures right now, you know, showing the, the wastelands and waterways and things like that? So pay attention to photography blogs like that and see what you resonate with. If you resonate with more of the contemporary portraiture, start noticing that. Maybe print out the pictures or maybe journal about it. If you notice yourself not liking some aspect of what you're seeing through these blogs or books or galleries, write that. Write, write about that. Journal it. Take note of it. I know for me when I was travelling to Italy quite a lot a few years ago, there was, uh, there was many galleries that I visited and that's something I always do when I travel is try and see new galleries. Um, I remember there was really contemporary art uh, photography show in this house there one time and they were printed so large and they were literally just snapshots of crap. That's how I would describe it. They were just like flash, high flash shots of you know, somebody's leg on the floor with a, you know, coffee cup in the corner and some chips laying there. And I was like, I don't get it. 
and then there's more of that same stuff or flash flashing in someone's stark face and they're just random. Everything looked random, um, questionable to me. I didn't understand it. I hated the look of it. They were printed so big and I thought, why? They don't need to be big. They're just ugly and uh, common. I, I just really, it puzzled me. And that actually informed me of what I don't want to do at the moment. So there's nothing wrong with disliking something. It helps spark new ideas and it helps throw out ideas that you don't want to try. And for me, contemporary photography really challenges me when it's done in that style. Number four of ways to seek out ideas and steal them is movies and video. For me, when I used to visit the gym on a regular basis, uh, the treadmill had a TV screen in front of it and it would play music video clips. Now, I grew up with Rage. I didn't watch it all that often because I was out horse riding early in the mornings, but it brought back some joy for me with video clips because they are so creative. They change often. They show a trend in video music videos like just think about the music videos you grew up with in the 80s or 90s you know the treatments they had on it, the um, filters the the choreography has changed a lot since then so I'm starting to notice when I watch music videos more so the color palette is what I'm attracted to So I'll see a music video clip that's done all in cyan colorway and, you know, dark moody blues and greeny hues and deep dark shadows and I will think, oh, I love the way that's treated. I wonder if I can do a portrait using that method. I once saw a video clip that was had heaps of pink, like pink overload, and there was a dog walking through and I was like, oh my God, I want to do a shot of a pink horse on a pink background and just try that out, see what that looks like. So movies and videos are a great place to steal ideas. Even for me, um, you know, Bridgerton or period shows um, on Netflix or even in, in cinema, I love looking at costume, costume design. You know, like in in my 20s, I would not have even considered watching a period drama. I would be like, no, so freaking boring. But now I absolutely love them because I'm inspired by costume design and I want to steal ideas of how men used to wear those collars and the women wore these really opulent decorative dresses and um, it has inspired a new idea that I'm going to try which involves me sewing some things um, or getting my beautiful friend Linda to do it for me. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But it involves me actually hand making something um, to sort of represent the idea I want to steal around the period costumes. Next thing on my list is probably controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Stop scrolling on Instagram. (laughs) That's not going to give you solid ideas, not in the long term anyway. 
I feel like all my other methods I'd mentioned, the galleries, the books, the blogs, magazines, movies and video are more um, physical, tangible ways to collect ideas. You're seeking, you're sourcing, you're turning pages, you're experiencing it in the gallery, you're, you're aware it's surrounding you. Whereas when you're scrolling on Instagram, you kind of get in this meditative state. And I feel, I could be wrong, but at times you're not um, really connecting to what you're seeing because you're already ready for the next thing to pass pass your brain. So I'm not going to put social media on my list to seek out the ideas. I'm going to leave that one off the list. I don't think it's um, it deserves to be on my magic list. So... Um, once you've started seeking ideas, like I've suggested, then steal them. So I want to share with you from the book, Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative by Austin Cleone. I bought this book years ago when I started my creative work and it has really inspired me to start thinking differently. So from his book, Let's read out, Start Copying is the title. Nobody was born with a style or voice. We don't come out of the womb knowing who we are. In the beginning, we learn by pretending to be our heroes. We learn by copying. We're talking about practice here, not plagiarism. Plagiarism is trying to pass someone else's work off as your own. Copying copying is about reverse engineering. It's like a mechanic taking apart a car to see how it works. We learn to write by copying down the alphabet. Musicians learn to play by practicing the scales. Painters learn to paint by reproducing masterpieces. First, you have to figure out who to copy. Second, you have to figure out what to copy. The who to copy is easy. You copy your heroes, the people you love, the people you're inspired by, the people you want to be. The what to copy is a little bit trickier. Don't just steal the style, steal the thinking behind the style. You don't want to look like your heroes. You want to see like your heroes. Just giving that a moment to sink in for you. I hope you found that little excerpt valuable. When I steal ideas from artists I've seen around me through galleries and things. I won't want to steal necessarily the scene that I've seen or the the composition that I've seen. Sometimes I just want to steal the idea of how the colour is used. Sometimes I want to steal just maybe the subject matter or the framing or the way a portrait is posed. I love seeing, um, you know, painted portraiture. I've always been a fan of painting. In fact, I enrolled in art school many years ago into painting and I almost went in that direction, but I chose photography instead. However, my interest in painting has not drifted. I often go to painting shows and I collect art myself and paint sometimes in my free time. But 
um, I'm often looking at painting exhibitions and painting collections of portraiture so I can learn how to pose people differently. Now, a lot of traditional portraits, you know, are posed quite traditional and sometimes you will find a painted portrait in, say, the National Portrait Gallery that's framed quite unexpectedly where the frame is really cropped quite tight to the head to the top of the head and really tight at the at the neck and you wouldn't normally see that and then I can just determine whether I like that style or not whether it's worth stealing and whether it's worth me giving it a go on a portrait of my friend and doing a photographic um, version of it so you know it, it can be as simple as just stealing small things like that and I want you to feel like it's okay to steal it's not okay to plagiarize. We all understand that. And I know you're not stupid and you won't go and do that, but you want inspiration, right? And you know that you can use that inspiration and turn it into your version of something. I do that so much and um, I can't help but be myself because I've been a photographer for a very long time I know my style I know what I stand for I know what I like I know what I don't like and of course that is continually evolving but that informs the type of work that I'm going to produce even if part of the idea has been stolen or have been taken by something else that has come before it. So when you think about the music industry, the music industry has been influenced majorly by things that have come before it. Even the Beatles, of which I'm a major, major fan of the Beatles, um, you know, they were inspired by Elvis, Buddy Holly and people like that. Their sound, their instrumental stuff was all influenced by what was around them. And they were essentially just copying and stealing sounds and uh, melodies and, you know, movements all from what was around them. So we shouldn't be ashamed to do the same with our photographic work. Start observing and collecting ideas in a book. You can carry around a little ideas book. You can start putting all your ideas on your notes in your phone. But... For many years, and I still have it today, I have a little red leather book full of handwritten photography ideas. I've executed some of them. I've thrown out some of them. I've ignored some of them, and I'm totally okay with that. I had to just write them down, get them out of my head and onto the page. And then if an idea is strong enough and it comes through repeatedly, through my mind or keeps tapping me on the shoulder, then I will execute it and I will know to make the effort and go and tackle the idea and see what I can come up with. So my friends, I hope this episode has really opened the door for you to start exploring and gathering new ideas. Start collecting, seeking and exploring Write down um, in one spot your ideas, like whether it's going to be in an ideas book or an ideas notepad um, in your phone. Make a decision on that. Keep it all in one place. Then from there, once you have your idea, you can share it with a friend, explore what that idea could turn into 
I often do that with my girlfriends. I share the idea and then they bring in their contribution to it and think, oh, Grace, you could actually do this. Have you thought about that? And then sometimes I'll take what they say on board and then sometimes I won't because I know that my direction needs to be different. So share the idea. It's a great opportunity for you to expand it and then start executing. Now the execution, I can't help you with that. That's something you have to do. Find an accountability buddy that always helps. Set a deadline as well. That also helps. And commit to it. Get it done and make some new work and create new ideas. So my friends, um, until next time, happy new year. That's it for today's episode. If you found it valuable, I invite you to leave a review so more people can find this podcast or simply subscribe to be notified when each new episode drops. Until next time, see you later.